the Coven. I'm your host, Shweta Sundaraj, and I am the Wicked Witch of the Soundwaves. Joining me today is... Hi, I'm Annie Bastian. So today we'll be taking a look into what's curdling in the cauldron, which is the whole controversy with Castor Semina. So to give you guys a little overview of what's happening... Castor uh, Semina is a South African female runner, and she is a two-time Olympic champion. So, Semina was legally classified as female at birth, and she has identified as female for her entire life. So, she was born with the typical male uh, XY chromosomes pattern, and she has a condition called, bear with me here, hypoandrogenism. And so, this means that she has um, both male and female biological characteristics and she has a higher level of testosterone than the average woman let's say so throughout her career as a runner as an athlete she has faced a lot of controversy from the public uh, to define her gender and she has recently been in a battle with the World Athletic Association who have argued that Semina's hypoandrogenism gives her an unfair advantage over these female athletes. So recently the World Athletics Association put in these new rules that basically bar female athletes who have differences of sex development from competing in races ranging from the 400 meters to the mile. What do you think about this new rule that they've put in? I think it's such an interesting thing for them to focus on in this, like, day and age and for them to really decide that, like, now, I guess, is the time to, like, really, like, crack down on it, especially after um, she has won in the Olympics two year, or two Olympics in a row mm-hmm. as a gold medalist. Like, that's very interesting that they decided, like, now would be the time to really start specifying who, what, when, where, and why. Yeah, exactly. And to kind of delve into this new ruling, so um, they will bar these female athletes unless they take testosterone-suppressing drugs. And so these rules basically uh, uh, require female athletes to lower their testosterone level below a certain value or amount six months before a competition and they've got to maintain that as long as they want to compete in the women's category that's so weird and so semenaya has actually come out or semina i cannot say her name semin seminia she's actually come out and said that um she took birth control or medication to reduce uh, her testosterone levels and she says that um, she's faced weight gain, nausea, fevers, and abdominal pain from taking this medication. Asking an athlete whose job is to go out and be excellent at a sport, but then making them alter parts of like their being to fit into a specific category is absolutely insane. Especially if it ha- like causes harm to an athlete. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's something that they've been doing their whole entire life and succeeding at their whole entire life. And to like go down to like a biological level where you're altering like the hormones that are being produced in the testosterone that's absolutely ridiculous especially for someone who now has to take all of that training and adapt it to a completely different way about going about something especially for an olympic athlete it's almost kind of like for me i feel like i would be like insulted because it's one of those where it's like you want me to be the best you want me to represent my country to be out here doing the athletics that i was born and made to do 
but then you turn around and say that for whatever reason, I need to alter myself to fit into a smaller niche category of quote unquote women. Right. I totally agree with you 100%. And athletes, they put their body and their life on the line. And when you tell people to take these supplements, which Samina has, is it Samina? I believe so. Okay. I, you're going to hear me throughout this episode stumble over her name. So Castor Samina, if you're listening to me, I'm so sorry. Um, But going back to that, she's said that this medication has affected her body. It's put her prone to injuries. So how can someone even make them do that? It's totally unfair. And so to continue this conversation, when these regulations were put in, and mind you, this is in 2018, Samina has, like, she obviously contested these rules. And the Swiss Supreme Court has basically dismissed her case. And they've just been like, yeah, no, we're still going to keep our very archaic, dumb rules. I really would absolutely love to see, like, the whole entire breakdown of, like, what was put forward, like, who said what, how it was all broken down. Because from an outside point of view, like, it's honestly ridiculous, the ruling itself, and the fact that the Olympics has, like, really rallied behind it. And I read on um, one of the things that, like, one of the articles we were looking at, and they talked about the Olympics saying that it was, like, to uphold, like, the dignity of athletes. Excuse me? Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) in what aspect, right? Because if anything, the World Athletics Association sees Samina as legally female, but for competition purposes, it basically considers um, her as biologically male. What does that even mean? Like Exactly. At that point, and if you're only looking at, like, because a lot of what they're talking about is hormones. And if you're only looking at testosterone, is that the definition? Right. Is that 100% the definition of male versus female to you? Because if that is, like, that's a, di- like, that's a completely different, like, conversation to have. Because just, like, in past, being able to take, like, one very specific, like, element and using that completely against someone, especially in, like, a career-altering, like, way, is just absolutely unacceptable. Yeah, it brings up the question, what makes a woman a woman? Is it their levels of testosterone? Is it their physical appearance? What is it? But we will get to that later on. Because I want to talk about... um, how how it's it's like kind of the racism aspect do you think this this ruling against samina is rooted in racism because the people who put the rules in were white by the swiss supreme court and samina is a black athlete so do you think this ruling was partially rooted in racist outlooks tendencies originally when i like heard the idea i was kind of like well not really just because it's like a really a case to case kind of situation but really the more that like i read up on it the more that i was like i can absolutely see how it would be mm-hmm. and this like kind of backs to um like the idea of just like you need to have medical research on every single gender race and whatnot whereas like nowadays a lot of things are still very like white based medically wise mm-hmm. 
Um, and so, like, taking that into account, like, different levels for different races of, like, testosterone and other kinds of, like, really important, like, bodily, um, like, balances, um, it really does, like, raise the fact of, like, does, like, race really change the playing fields of what all you can say female versus male, white versus black, and any other kind of middle ground in between, just how... Like, if you don't have the information to back it up for every every race involved, how can you make those based off of one individual's, like, average level or mm-hmm. average height, weight, whatnot? Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you on that. And, I mean, throughout history, there's, um, there's instances of how uh, racist European medical experts have just basically derided African bodies as being inherently less woman womanly and i say this quote with quotes um than their white counterparts so it's just it's this reoccurring belief throughout time that black women are just more masculine than just about every other race of woman and it's kind of root this notion comes from the 17th and 18th centuries that a lot of african people are animalistic and aggressive which is completely false because it doesn't matter what race you are, woman or woman, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's not like one race of people are just animalistic and aggressive. Like, it- And it absolutely shouldn't matter, especially when you're celebrating bringing every country together for something like the Olympics. That's what when the point of the Olympics is. Exactly. When you're on a world scale like that, you cannot break it down for whites. Because guess what? Like... I don't know the exact, like, percentages and whatnot, but, like, they are absolutely, like, there is no, like, minorities when it comes from, like, representation for each group when every, like, country is involved. It becomes an even playing field as it should be, and to take something like that and really kind of, like, outweigh the balances is just absolutely insane. Yeah, and I mean... Uh, Samina isn't actually the only black athlete to be discriminated against. Get this. So I'm going to mess this up. So a Burundian runner, um, her name is Francine Nionsaba, and she is one of Samina's uh, competitors in the 800 meter run. And she has revealed that she um, also has hyperandrogenism, which has put her in like the crosshairs of the world athletics association so she's not the only one and again another ugandan runner her name is annette nagesa she's a intersex runner she recently disclosed that she went invasive surgery at the orders of the world athletics doctors to ensure that she could continue competing what do you think about that man If someone really has to endanger themselves to fit into a category that should be as broad as just women, Mm -hmm. that's just absolutely unacceptable as a woman to, like, expect someone to do that. Right. Not only that, but you mentioned that, like, these are all, like, like, these are all runners. Yeah. And that was one of the things which, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I was reading, I'm under like the understanding that it's only specific events mm-hmm. that ca- that are being brought into question because she Samina's still planning to do a sprint a short distance shorter yes. distance sprint because she's allowed to do that but not <laughs> the 800 which she's gotten a gold medal yes. running in that's her main event so i find it so weird that they're making her 
do an event that is not her strong suit. That's why I think it's so interesting that it's so targeted. If you have a problem with it, it needs to be an umbrella problem with it. Yes. Not only that, it shouldn't be a problem in the first place, but that's... That's a different that's story. That. <laughs> exactly. I'm talking, like, but not only the fact that is it, like, put in place in general, but it's also only specifically for certain distances. So what exactly is your science behind those specific distances having such a big advantage mm-hmm. that you're discriminating against women with, like, higher testosterone levels and forcing them to go out of what they are the best at? You know, not that the Olympics isn't there to make the best athletes being shown, mm-hmm. but, um, like, go out of their way to do a completely different event. Yeah. Do you think um, – do you think it's – there this is only happening to black athletes or athletes of color because that's what i realized like every single instance is only against an athlete of color and they're all female athletes of color so what do you think about that is there something fishy going on i really think it would be interesting to see again more like statistics behind it i'm a very like statistic driven Mm -hmm. person um because like yes like the rule itself doesn't specifically state black athletes or athletes of color but the fact that it's really only affecting those individuals it does make you think like were the people in charge kind of like seeing those patterns and that's why they dug deeper yeah because like one of the articles talked about how other athletes were even a little bit like questioning if like these other females should be running but like that's not fair to be Mm -hmm. like well this athlete prefers this your preferences don't really matter you're not in charge right like if you can't beat her running that's on you like yeah it just everyone is different in their own ways and do you think this would ever happen to maybe white athletes i mean theoretically the rule affects all races but i get what you mean by the fact that if a white athlete was winning would it be like really dug into and would rules be changed to like investigate why that person was winning and whatnot and honestly like again it's hard to say just with like the statistics or with the information given but I don't think it would yeah and I mean to bring up an example Michael Phelps the swimmer uh he actually has several advantages like he his body is disjointed apparently his muscles produce less lactic acid and he has a unusually long wingspan which is why he does so well in the butterfly i do believe so what do you think about that uh phelps is white and he's a guy and he's got all of these natural advantages over other athletes but why do you think he's only been praised and not criticized like Samina, like she can't do anything about her high testosterone, but yet she's getting penalized for it for no reason. I completely agree with this. But I think it's interesting to see the world's response to different athletes in that specific way, especially because once again, this is the Olympics. The point is all of these people have miracle talents in what they do. And they are being put on a world stage to be like, guess what this amazing athlete can do. And so looking at, like, Phelps, you're like, oh, wow, like, that's really amazing and whatnot. But then you look at a female from a country that doesn't necessarily, like, isn't where you're from and you don't have, like, that pride to go along with it. And then to, like, take that to the next step of, like, digging deeper and being like, 
well, the testosterone level's higher. Like, that's just ridiculous. And no, I don't think that if, especially America, for me personally, because I'm American, like, like if an American athlete was winning and doing really well, even with their own, like, by birth advantages, Mm -hmm. no one would say anything. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting interesting point that you bring up because um in addition to the rate like the subtle racism that have that has been in this case do you think this is also an instance of people trying to police a woman's body because it definitely sounds like it oh it definitely can be taken that way as it should in many cases especially after the athlete came out saying that she personally had already taken on some of these alternative ways of being able to like compete and that it caused bodily harm i think that's when you really have to dig deeper into the fact that like if someone is trying to look at a female and put her into a category and even if she could or wanted to fit in that category not that she should or needs to but it then causes harm Mm -hmm. it absolutely should not be pushed upon you that's ridiculous it's animalistic to look at someone and tell them that they have to put their body through stress and trauma to be able to fit into a little tiny box that they personally drew. Speaking of boxes, um, <laughs> where do you think the line should be drawn in in this case, you know? That's where, for me, there's a lot of gray room because I can sit here and talk about this conversation, but do I have necessarily the solution? Absolutely not. Um, And I think, again, that leads to there needs to be a wider conversation about just everything that's going on. It shouldn't necessarily be something that people are surprised to hear about. It should be a conversation that everyone's having together. Um, As for lines, really, A, you should never question a female's femininity or their right to be a female that absolutely crossing a line um and you definitely shouldn't push something painful onto someone especially once they've said that they've already experienced that pain and it cannot be overcome by them personally Mm -hmm. um i don't know again like lines it's really hard to have like a definitive this is where i say like stop but just from what i'm seeing everything about this case just crosses a lot of lines and raises a lot of red flags and Mm -hmm. just brings about a lot of conversations that need to be having more openly. What is a woman's body supposed to look like? Because it's just, you know, like we have this idea in our head of like what a woman is supposed to look like, but when you kind of bring in uh, Samina and other athletes who have um conditions like her so what like what do you think a woman's body is supposed to look like and um who sets the norm to define like what a woman is supposed to be like was supposed to look like supposed to feel like you know sadly a lot of our norms nowadays are still being set by people in the 1900s which is <laughs> <White> just men <laughs> <laughs> oh excuse me sorry I'm <laughs> Um, and, like, and that, I think, definitely has changed recently. That's one of the things that, like, you know, there's a lot going wrong in the world, but we can pat ourselves on the back a little bit because I feel like people are finally starting to try 
and strive for more of the concept of a woman's body can look like whatever the hell she wants it to. All uh, the and really, who are you to say? Who are you to define? Who are you to contradict what a person says exactly. about who they are and what they personally represent? Let's start to uh, wrap this up, you know. Um, so this ruling obviously sucks, and I definitely don't agree with this. But, you know, what kind of message do you think this is going to send to the world? I mean, in the re- past, like, f- 50 years even, we've had this huge step towards advancing women's rights. Do you think this ruling is a step back in that process and in that fight? Um, or do you think it's just something that, it's the way it is. It's the way the world is. I think it can be a step back if people don't talk about it and fight against it and back athletes that are experiencing it. Um, like you, it, In a certain way, you can be like, yes, this is the way of the world. But to make it so that it isn't a step back, especially for females, female athletes, um, and individuals that are like experiencing similar situations as these individuals is people need to start using their voices to speak up about it and bring alarm to it so that they can have the conversation and realize what they're doing is not something that those who are watching and viewing and participating in the Olympics support along with what they've decided to rule. I totally agree. Thank you for listening. This is The Coven. Um, I will see you next time. And joining me today was Annie Bastian. And I'm your host, Shweta Sundarajan. I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Coven.